you get your microphone out and you just start singing and you listen back to it and you go, yeah, it needs work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are your toughest critic, right? Yes, yeah, true. Was great. It's, it's, uh, it ain't easy being awesome. That's no. for sure. <laughs> or super. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready? Right. Welcome, everybody. Oh, God, that's terrible. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the business podcast where we pour out weekly business lessons from entrepreneurs and business owners from around the world. This week's episode is brought to you by me and my brand new book, Sales Won't Save Your Business Focus on the Team, Offer, and Process. Get your copy today at saleswont.com. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and my guest today is making his dreams come true by sitting here and doing an interview with me. No, wait, uh, by, by doing what he wants to do, which is sitting here and doing an interview with me at Podcast Movement uh, 2018 here in good old Philadelphia, right in my backyard, as, as anyone who listens all the time would know. All the way from Australia is my guest today. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are right now, I need you to give a big warm welcome to our guest, Super Dr. Tyson Franklin. Woo! Well, good morning, Jay. This is this is good. It, I, I keep I'm, I'm waiting for this um, ambient sort of clapping that you're going to put in the background. Woo! No, but, no, this, no, is, this, this is, is it. Clapping. Oh, okay. This is we get. Yes. All right. uh, we're, good. It is seven thirty in the morning, <laughs> and no one is op- is down here yet uh, at, at the at the midway or I don't uh, know, the most are asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, and I don't blame them. I don't yes. blame them. My voice is still asleep. So, uh, so I apologize for that. So, yeah. So, all the way from the Great Barrier Reef. Yes, I am North so Queensland, Cairns. That's that is really cool. So you know, you know the doctor that that stole that stole Nemo, right? Uh, uh yeah, it, it was a dentist, and my brother is yes. a dentist. Really? Yeah. So it was your brother that's. But I think my brother stole Nemo. <laughs> that is well, it's cool that he goes diving in the Great Barrier Reef. Is that something you've done? Uh, no, I've gone snorkeling in the, the Great snorkeling, Barrier Reef. Okay. Yeah, so he's gone snorkeling. I like to stay on top of the surface <laughs> of the water because when you go down, people go, "Yeah, but if you're lucky, you might see a shark." And I go. <laughs> Let's see a shark. Luck has got nothing to do with it. No, 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 no. I would not want to be be in that. Uh, I, I'd feel bad for that shark, actually, running yeah. into you. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it tastes good. <laughs> Probably not. But uh, but yeah. So anyway. Why don't you give? And I was on your show not you not that long. It was a was couple it, of months ago. Probably about two months ago. Was it only about two months ten ago? episodes ago? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, so why don't you get started uh, giving some background about yourself? Okay, I'm an interesting fellow. No, I'm not really. No, I'm a normal guy. Uh, background: grew up actually Brisbane Gold Coast area, and my, I was actually going to be an art teacher. That was my my plan. Was I'm going to be an art teacher and. Then my brother, who was doing dentistry at the time, said to me, so what are you going to do when you finish school? I said, I'm going to be an art teacher. And he goes, oh, geez. What are you an art teacher for? I said, because I like it. I'm good at it. He said, yeah, but I'm going to be a rich dentist one day. And uh, you're going to be a poor art teacher. I'll have a Porsche. You'll have a Volkswagen. You'd be hitting me up for money to buy paint. And he goes, uh, yeah, I think we should stop talking. Because eventually we're going to because you're going to annoy me. And anyway, we had a bit of a laugh about it. <laughs> I went to my art teacher and I said, out of curiosity, what sort of car do you drive? She said, Volkswagen, why? And I went, oh. <laughs> and hey, I love Volkswagens. The Golf so is, is, is one of my favorite cars. So, so I, I told her what my brother said, and she went, look, yeah, you are good at art, but if, she goes, you're smart enough to do anything. She goes, so, yeah, just give it some thought if that's what you really want to do. So I spoke to my brother, and he said, why don't you do anything in the medical field? Just do anything. Anything in the medical field. You'll never be unemployed. You'll always make above average income. He says, and I'll keep talking to you. 
I said, okay. So we went and looked at different professions and I wanted a job where no one ever died and everything could wait till tomorrow. <laughs> so it was sort of like optometry, podiatry. <laughs> so, so I chose podiatry. So at the time when I looked, there were just, podiatry was like an up and coming profession in Australia. Wasn't really well known, not as much as well as it's over here. Mm. So yeah, went into podiatry and when I got there, I said, did I love podiatry? I wouldn't say I loved it, but I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. But I really enjoyed, I did a business subject. In our final year of uni, we had one business subject. And I did that one. And I got a 100% for it. And the head of the business department came up to me and said, I think you're in the wrong profession. I said, why is that? He goes, nobody has ever got 100% for this subject, even the business students. He said, the only person to ever do it. And I went, oh, that's pretty cool. So I always had, my, and my favorite book at university was this book uh, by Noel Whitaker called uh, Making Money Made Simple. And I read that and I just went, I just love business. I love, you know, the, the cranking, what goes on behind the scenes that people, people don't see. So straight away, I wanted to go and get a job and I couldn't find anything. I, think, I couldn't find a job where I, think I, was, I thought I was going to get paid my worth. So... Uh, and at the time, I was killing chickens in a, on a chook farm. That was my job going through uni. Like and, lopping heads off? like uh, Well, the machine would pop the head off, but every now and then a chicken would lift its head out of the way and would miss the saw. So I had to then grab it and cut it. So, But the, it paid really... And at the time, I was getting paid $14.50 an hour. To only have to cut how many... Like, how many a day were you doing? Uh, five to 7,000. Oh, like you were cutting off seven, five to 7,000 Well, heads. I'm standing at the machine making sure the chicken's heads were going yeah, to the yeah, machine. Yeah. To, to but like it, the yeah. ones that didn't, the ones that you had to like personally Yeah, the ones that got missed. The one, every now and then they'd chuck it go, oh, and they lift its head up. Yeah, and how many do you, you, feel, you feel like you had to hit? Like uh, Probably 100 a day. 100 a day, wow. Yeah. So so that was my job going through. And fourteen fifty an hour back in 1988 was, was pretty good money. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, my first... But not pro- everyone's willing to kill chickens for no, a living. No, So my first podiatry job, that I applied for was I was going to get paid less than what I was getting killing chickens, and I went, "Oh, bugger that!" So I said, "You know, I'm, I'm going to set up my own business." And so I, I killed chickens early in the morning, <laughs> and then yeah. set up my own business, go home, get changed, and then I went off to my own clinic and just built it up over then. And it was just I just loved business. I just loved coming up with ideas, putting them into place, and you know if your marketing works because people come through the door. Yeah, if you're marketing and no one's coming through the door, you go, I don't think my marketing's working. I need to change it. But what was interesting is that first couple of years was, um, I was making money, but I wasn't making great money. Compared to killing chickens, it was better. But it wasn't great money. But I didn't really know, I knew the theory of business, but I didn't know how to apply it. So even though I got 100% for that exam, that's theory. When it actually comes to practically applying it, yeah, I wasn't very good. And then I worked for a couple of years, had a hand problem, had to stop work for two years. And then when I decided to get back into work, I went to I moved to Cairns because there was only one podiatrist in Cairns. Oh wow! And one of the podiatry, the head of the podiatry department, said to me, "If you want to set up a business that makes money, go where nobody else is prepared to go." Yeah, as long as you want to live there as well. So I went to Cairns. One podiatrist got there straight away. My business was you know, twice as good as what it was on the Gold Coast without any further knowledge. But then I had that for a couple of years. Everything was going great, and I went to a business seminar went to a business a two day business workshop and I walked away from that and I went holy crap and, and the guy 
the guy said something right at the end, and when he said it, my mind just exploded with ideas. He said, I want you to sit down and work out, write down what you made last year. So I wrote it down. He said, okay, write down your goal of what you want to make this year. He wrote it down. He said, write down a list of things you need to do to go from last year to this year. I did that. He goes, okay, everyone's happy with that? Yeah. He goes, okay, now see the money that you wrote down that you want to make this year? And everyone's going, yeah. Put a zero on the end of it. Now what do you need to do? And all of a sudden my mind went, that, that's impossible. I can't make that much. You know, put an extra zero on. And he said, okay, now you're all sitting there just going, this is impossible. Picture your wife, your parents, your kids, everyone that you love is sitting in a room and there's a man there with a gun. And if you do not make that money this next year, they will be killed. How's your thinking now? And straight away, my mind just went, boom. Just just open to the possibility of, of doing different things. And my business pretty much, within three months, where, wherever it was at, pretty much doubled and tripled in a really, really short period of time. So that's why I, I believe... And back then, podiatrists didn't go to business seminars. Podiatrists went to podiatry seminars. So... That, that it taught me that you need to look outside your profession, look outside what you're doing, hang around with other positive people, such as yourself, Joe, just connecting with people and learning what, what other people have done, learn from their mistakes, their experiences, and, yeah, it went from there. So then I set up, probably over 30 years, I set up and sold about 20 podiatry clinics. Wow. And uh, then the last one I sold uh, for, yeah, a mozza. <laughs> that's my story do you do you think and I, I i mean i have my own opinions but do you think that part of the reason that um that made sense to you was because you had an open artistic mind to let that make sense to you versus like because there's a lot like look i i know a lot of business people and i know a lot of business people would be like that this is stupid like i'm yeah. not i'm not like whatever they're just talking right but like it makes sense to some people i mean i, I uh somebody gave me a similar situation where it's like if you had to make you know uh a thousand dollars by the end of today what would you do and like i immediately was like well i'd go back it's funny because like my my grandfather or great-grandfather great-great-grandfather started out as a huckster here in philly uh selling veggies and oh, okay. things like that stuff so um in the market so I was like, oh well, I, obviously, I, I would if I'm in like New York, I'm gonna go get some like fruit or something, and then turn that and 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 take that money buy more fruit. And, yeah, and, that makes sense. You know, because people are there. You know, people want to eat. You know, it's it's easy, right? It's like today. Um, but but that made sense to you. Do you do you think that your your open mindedness, the creativity side of your mind, is is what enabled you to to feel that way about it? Definitely, I, I definitely believe it. When I look at the podiatry profession. All the guys that are at the top of their game, I think have got this slightly creative spark in them. That may not have been that they want to be an art teacher, but you know, since then, you know, look, you know, I've written a book. Yeah, yeah. And I always wanted to be a writer as well. So I've always had that creative sort of mindset. And I think some people, I think everybody can be creative. I, I ran an event in Cairns last year called Open Your Creative Mind. <laughs> and we had 15 podiatrists there. Sat him in the room. It was a two-day event. The whole first half day, we did a, a painting party. So we brought in an artist. We all got a canvas, and they took us through a lesson on how to paint this particular picture. At the beginning of the day, and then when we finished, I said to everyone, 
who thought that they could paint that picture when we first started? And everyone just went, no way. When we finished it, everybody, bar one, because there's always one in the room, did an excellent job. And when I asked them, what do you think of the, what you created? And they went, just unbelievable. They just could not believe that they actually did that. So I think, and these are people who are you know, spreadsheet mad and, and all that. Everybody can be creative if you're shown how to be creative. So that art teacher took us step by step. This is how you lay a paint. This is how you create a brick effect. This is how you draw a dog. And you've got people there who have never even picked up a pencil and drawn anything. <laughs> and they, everybody came out with artwork that was, not that you'd put it up in your lounge room, mine sitting in the garage, <laughs> but they, it, they were all taught how to do something that is creative. They, they would normally say, no, I can't do that. And I think in business, doesn't matter what you're doing, if you're not creative, you can be taught creative steps. And then through habit, you can actually expand that part of your mind. But we've all got a left and right side of our brain. So we might use one side more than the other. But the other side's still sitting there. It might be sitting there asleep. Yeah, <laughs> It's sitting there like drinking a bottle of tequila under a cactus. But it's there. It's just clicking into it. Um. You know, podiatrist. I mean, I, my uncle is a podiatrist, and yeah. and and the podiatrists that I've all gone to um, all seem to be of a similar like fabric. They're they're not <laughs> like other doctors. Um, they're very much more loose and you know fun, and and it doesn't. You know, I never I've never gotten the impression like I've gotten with like um, mostly specialists. Like I guess general doctors too, with like the family doctors or whatever. The joke is we're what they call O doctors. That when people say, "Oh, so oh, you're a doctor. So what are you? You go a podiatrist." They go, oh. "Oh." So it's sort of <laughs> you become like the O doctor. And meanwhile, they're standing on their feet while yeah. they're saying this, like, "Oh, feet don't matter." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, feet don't matter. <laughs> yeah, if what? it gets lopped off, I'll go to a real doctor. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Have a so, good day. <laughs> and I think that's with podiatry is you're sort of you're you're a specialist in a particular field. We know the the lower limbs and the foot better than anybody else. But a lot of people they have a foot problem. The first thing they do, oh, I'll just go to my normal doctor. They don't automatically there's, think podiatry. There's, and if, if I'm mistaken, uh, and, and I might be mistaken, there's like more bones in the foot than yeah. like anywhere else in the body. Yeah, 26. Yeah, so like than any other portion of the and body. It's not, yeah, and it's not just that there's 26 bones, but if you've got 26 bones, you've got uh, a lot more joints, and they all articulate with each other. So you injure your foot in a particular area, you may have injured three or four joints. So it's not just... Yeah, the muscle that may have been torn, or you know, if there was a it's fracture like a in the bone, cuff or something, where it's like, yeah, that, I think that's it. Like, and that's and the thing. every joint affects the next joint, and and I think, I think the best thing about podiatry and understanding the foot biomechanics, how the foot works, is you get a good understanding of what you do at the back of the foot affects the front of the foot. What you do at the front of the foot affects the back. It affects every bone in between and every joint. So it's sort of like one thing affects another. And in business, it's exactly the same thing. You do one thing here, and that affects another thing. It's not, it's not just one static joint that, oh, that joint doesn't affect anything else. And lower back pain. I mean, in my case, I had to put inserts in every single shoe because I went to a podiatrist like ten years ago. Yeah. And and he's like, oh, you got to put these these super feet in your or whatever's in your in your shoes. And and I've been wearing them ever since, and my lower back doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, and because what if you picture your feet are like the foundation of a building. So how the weight comes through your foot determines how it comes through your ankle, your knee, your hip, your back, your neck, and all that. So and a lot of people will have back pain, and they might be seeing a chiropractor. If it's a really good chiropractor, that chiropractor will probably work with a podiatrist. 
you'll have a close relationship. So he'll look down at your feet, may not know exactly what's going on, but go, go and see a podiatrist because it'll make his treatment a lot better and more effective. And that's teamwork. Yeah. It's when people try and keep everything to themselves. It's, it's like podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I'm on your yeah, I'm on your show. You're on my show. You share ideas. The more you can share and be open with people, the more you give, the more you get back. I I couldn't agree more. And speaking of, of giving, um, what was the what's the name of your show? Uh, it's no secret with Doctor T. Yep, and I was I was on it about two months ago. Had a great time. Um, and and that's why. I, we were supposed to get have you on the show sooner, yeah. Uh, but uh, obviously, I was like, you know what? You're going to be in Philly, all the way from the uh, you know other side of the world. Why don't we do it in person? That I think that'll uh, it'll be a lot more fun. And I and think this is even better. I I do I do too. I mean, even I'm working on five hours of sleep and it's seven forty five in the morning. Like yeah. it, it, it is. I wish I could do all my interviews this way. In fact, somebody told me they were like, "Yeah, Joe, why why don't you just have every single person that you want to interview just fly to Philly?" And I was like. Because I don't know how many interviews I would get then. <laughs> like, Yeah, I think it depends. Like, America's a bit different. You know, like, you've got 90% of my uh, guests have, are in America. Mm. But then, yeah, like, I don't know how much they travel to Philadelphia. I don't know how often people travel to Philadelphia. I, you know, I don't know. And, I mean, I'm with two kids, I'm not able to just travel <laughs> travel to them as easily uh, as, as they, they might be able to travel to me. I don't know. Um, but technology, what, why... Why only interview people live like this when you can have them on your computer, Skype, Zoom? It, it's it's not it's it's similar. It's just different. Yeah, you know, I I really uh, the Skype interviews are, are fun, um, but they're not as interactive. And like, if somebody comes to Philly for an interview, we can go out for cheesesteaks afterwards, and we yeah. can like. I had my first one the other day. Oh, where did you go? Uh, it was called by George. Hi, George. Okay. Did you it, enjoy it? It was really nice. I was with a, a group of locals, and I said, okay, give us a rating, 1 to 10. What was it like? And they said, this is a really strong 8. Really? And I went, it was nice. I went I went to gyms down on uh, South Street last night at, like, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night with uh, – or 10 o'clock at night with uh, with a friend of mine. Yeah. We, we took an Uber down there, and – um, and then we went to Franklin Fountain, which, by the way, you did an ice cream crawl yesterday. How, I did do did an that, ice cream. How did ice. that work out? Did you go to the Franklin Fountain? Did you make it all the way down there? I don't know what happened. I, uh, I <laughs> a felt com- a coma I, happened. I felt, we, in Australia, we do pub crawls. Yeah, we bar crawls. We go crawl from bar to bar. That happens here. They have yeah. Santa crawls where Santas crawl from bar to bar. Yeah, and I, uh, I think I felt worse after the ice cream crawl. <laughs> I got back to my room and I went, I, I feel better if I just had 10 beers. Like, well... <laughs> I was um, just ate way too much ice cream, but I like ice cream, so it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I wanted to join you for that. Um, the timing didn't work out for me, unfortunately. But it was fun, and that's what I, I've enjoyed. Yeah, being a podcast movement, just um, that meeting yourself for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And a, a number of other people, and it's just got a great vibe about it. And that's why I say to people, you've got to go to conferences. You've got to you got to attend stuff. You can't just sit in your business all day and just. And think you're going to get stimulated just by the money in your bank account. Yeah, like it's – money's great. We all need it. But it gets to a certain point that when your business is going is going well and there is money coming on a regular basis, it no longer stimulates you. It's a <laughs> you tool. You need something else. You know, yeah. and, and like any tool, it, you know, it, it fills that void. 
you know, having more of it does fill a void. Like, like uh, if you're like a mechanic or, or you, you just like happen to, you know, really like to work on your cars or whatever, like you're like, oh, I got to get this tool and that tool. And, yeah. and, 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 and it fills up space. And but like if you're not using them, right, if you're not um, taking them out and in this case going out and, and doing stuff with those tools. Um, then, like going to car shows in that case, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So if you're like, going to interest in cars, you should go to car shows. Absolutely, you should take your car to a car show if you're yeah. going to if you're going to use those tools, or you're just going to buy them and collect them and, and hoard them. Like that's that's cool for a little while, but it, it gets old pretty quick. No, um, no, I totally agree. And I just think you've got to you got to you got to get out of your business. You got to uh, associate with people, get inspired by them, learn ideas, and and then take those ideas back to your business, whatever it is that you're actually doing. No, I, I, I could not agree more. I, and I think that it's also important um, to, to try to find other events to go to, 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 to fill that, that, those voids. Um, because, like, it's real easy. And, and I know, like, when I was in my family's business, I would go to the annual, like, HDA buying, you know, it was a buying group yeah. uh, event. And that was, the, that was the event that I got to go to. And, and it's cool. Like, you know, you, you're kind of like a big shot within your little circle of, of i mean quote unquote little circle but but like finding other events to like expand your your horizons like okay um you know as a business owner i'm thinking about you know i have i have some bandwidth my i have a marketing person or whatever and i, I I'm, I'm gonna go with my marketing person to podcast movement or middle Atlantic podcast conference you know the, yeah. the one i host um that's over in south jersey in september 7th and 8th uh now give me that plug again what was that <laughs> middle Atlantic podcast conference september 7th and 8th just outside of philadelphia okay um yeah so that, thank you i appreciate <laughs> that, that you need to do that um but you know i, I having that ability to to get some outside ideas right and that outside creativity um to to in space to like hey like you know maybe podcasting is for us maybe it isn't for us but at least i can go i can meet a bunch of people see if it's what's working what's not working and and we can give it you know i have that bandwidth to fill uh with with maybe podcasting maybe it's a you know a website or maybe it's I don't know something else, right? I'm just I'm just going on podcasting because that's where we're at. Yeah. So, um, and that's what we're we're speaking on. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's so, what people are listening to. Yeah, and it's also, you know, again, I've I've been up since five a.m. So my head is not exactly like super focused at the moment. Um, but but Doctor T, uh, what what's your what's your hobby outside of podiatry and outside of business? What 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 do you what do you enjoy to do to, uh, to get away and hit the reset button? Uh, left-handed guitar playing. So I play the guitar. Yes. Even though I'm right-handed, but I play left-handed. I don't know why. Like, like that. Like you challenged yourself to do that, or are you just like, oh, this feels better. No, it just felt better. Oh wow. Yeah, and then like because I didn't know how to play the guitar anyway, I could have learned right. I'm ambidextrous, so I could have gone right-handed, but I thought I know when people walk into someone's house and all of a sudden they've got a, they've got a guitar there and everybody picks up the guitar and starts messing around with it and playing it. So I thought I'm going to go left-handed because no one will touch my guitar. So I learned to play left-handed, and <laughs> I, and I really enjoy it. I, I, I don't do it as much as I probably should. I need to sort of block out time and actually uh, chill out a bit more and do it. And yeah, so and it's great. And the other reason I wanted to do it was because music breaks down generations. So my daughter took up playing the piano, and my wife uh, was playing the drums, and it was fantastic when the three of us get together and we'd actually jam together, and then we'd sing and. Uh, yeah, it's good. So that's that's what I like doing outside of everything, just to sort of get my mind off of everything that I'm actually doing. But I love TV. 
I love television. I love watching The Walking Dead zombie movies. Yeah, I, I you see, got the zombie shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, everybody should have some kind of uh, you know exit uh, ability to exit the, what they're constantly doing to to be able to get ideas. Well, when the, when I mention TV, you know, some people go, "Oh no, I know I don't watch TV. It's just a distraction." I think if you're just plonking yourself on the lounge and you, at six o'clock and you're watching the news, and you're just watching whatever crap comes on TV all the way through, and I do think that's a waste of time. But I will work, and I'll work my bum off, but then I will then pick a show that I will like, and I'll sit down there, and I might binge it for two or three hours, and uh, and I just, it just it's a total mind release. I go to sleep, sleep really well. I don't do that every night, but it's like my, uh, it's my enjoyment. Yeah, well, I, and it's good that you know that, right? Like, yeah. So for me, it's like funny shows. So uh, I'll curb your enthusiasm or something like that. You know, I've never, I've never watched it though. I think <laughs> it's I think evil. I should. It's evil. I think I should because I think I would enjoy that. I just haven't gotten around to. I, I watch very, very, very little TV as it is. But, yeah. Um, but it, you know, I, 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 that is a show I would like to get around to since I did like Seinfeld so much yeah. and uh, and things like that. But um, so Doctor T, what's been the biggest roadblock for you to uh, have to overcome uh myself just my own i've always had a positive mindset but i become my own biggest roadblock sometimes just with second guessing yourself um self-doubt am i good enough yeah what are people gonna think yeah just all all the negative voices that go on in your head all the time and it's a constant battle just going no i am good enough yeah I shouldn't worry about what people think. Um, it's even starting the podcast. You know, when I first did it, just pushing start on that first episode was so scary. And the amount of people I've spoken to at this event, have you got a podcast? Oh, yeah, I've got a couple of episodes uh, recorded, but I just haven't haven't pushed the button yet. And it's that I know what's going on in the head. It's self doubt. What are people going to think? Am I going to sound silly? So that's been the my answer is yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, and yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and there will be crickets, but <laughs> but it will get better. But I wrote and my it'll book. Only get better if you hit that button. But when I wrote my book, it was exactly the same thing. I'd written it, rewrote, 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 and somebody said to me, "Just send it to an editor," because nothing happens until then. And I sent it to the editor, and when I got back, I went, well, "I'm not as bad as I thought." And then when it finally came out, I'm thinking, "Oh, what are people going to think when they pick this up and read it?" And Probably one of the best comments I got was from my brother, and he's one of my harshest critics. And he said, I read the book. I can't believe you wrote this. He goes, it's good. He goes, but I know you. He said, in fact, I'm reading it. I'm going, maybe he got somebody else to write and just put his name on it. He said, but then you got all these Tysonisms all the way through it. He says, I can tell you wrote it just by your stu- some of your stupid jokes and is things it, is like that. Is it written in an accent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when you read it, my voice will get in your head. Just don't read it in bed. <laughs> it's off-putting. But, yeah, so I, I think a lot of people, and like myself, it's you, you get in the way of your own self. And, and probably the other thing is not setting goals. It sounds really simple, but... Not sitting down and going, what are my goals? What do, what do I want to achieve next week, next month, next year? I can't I can't look beyond twelve months myself personally. It's just I can't see beyond twelve months, but twelve months I can. But it's just having those goals and going back to it on a regular basis and just reviewing it. And I think people don't do it. They write a goal and then the next time they see it is the next time they get to write a goal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, goal writing is super super. Uh 
is super important. I uh, it's something that I do. I, I I block out things by month. Like what if I accomplish these three or four or five things, I will feel like I'm I'm on track and I and I'm and I'm moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um. You know they're not super you know complicated and in some cases like it's a big goal and it's just like this is just a chunk of it that's going to happen this month and next month another little piece of it and this piece and this piece like like with my conference right like you know i started back in january getting ready for it yeah it doesn't happen until september but every month i like if i hit these goals then i don't have that weight on my mind of like oh no i still gotta do the t-shirt stuff i still gotta do this i still gotta get that <laughs> i gotta get the like if i if i just follow the the plan i've laid out everything will will fall into place how many and, people are you having at your event uh we're looking at 100 to 150 yeah oh, okay. last year we had 100 so oh, we're, good. We're, we're gunning for at least 150 this year um i'm i'm hopeful that we will get there um we're, we're actually almost almost halfway there so and and there's still like you know a month a little like a month and a half to go so and most most signups as you probably know happen very uh well it's funny the it, end. what i found like I, I ran an event last year in cans and i'm running one again this year in uh in august and uh, and i'd had a certain format set up and just wasn't getting any traction from it nobody was interested the speakers were great but nobody was really interested and then i just i pretty much just about Two weeks ago, I just scrapped it and went, this is what we're doing. It's going to be a one-day workshop with Dave Freeze. You met Dave. I think you met Dave. I, Dave, Dave was sitting next to me when you were talking up on stage. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he's probably running around here somewhere. You'll see him soon. Okay. Anyway, so Dave's coming to Australia. So he is such a, yeah, one of the smartest guys. I don't know guys. if I met him personally, but you need, I, you I need know the name because you mentioned him. You need to meet smartest guy in the world. He, he, so anyway, he's coming to Australia. We're doing this one-day workshop with him about communication, persuasion, and influence. That's his area. He is brilliant at it. I marketed that. There's only 50 spots that I wanted to sell. So there's only 50 attendees. And I sold 40 of the seats in seven days. Oh, wow. Just changing my focus from being too broad to just narrowing it down to this is what it's all about. This is the main dude. He's doing most of the talking, and I'm like the support. Oh, it's my it's my show, but he's doing the majority of the talking. I'm yeah. just doing a, a couple of talks in in different areas. So yeah, so now I've only got seven spots left, and oh, it's wow. and I've got a month. Still the month to go. So that's awesome. It taught me a lot, and and somebody else I was talking. They said, "What you need to do is sit down and work out what did you learn going through that process." Write it down, put it somewhere. So when you go to do your event next year, pull out that list. What did you do? How did you market it? How did you sell 40, 40 tickets in seven days? What what was that excitement that you created? And uh, I think a lot of people, we don't do that. I I, uh, I don't think I did that after the first year of MapCon. You're probably just glad to get through it. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was. And it was, a, it, was the, it was in the second going into the third year that I did that. And now in the four, you know going into the fourth year, it's yeah. it's a lot easier. Like like everything's just kind of like that, like I was saying, it's just goals. Like I just got to make sure that this gets done by the and end. That's a, that's a good way of doing it. It's having that time frame of when mm. things are going to be done by. Yeah, yeah. So it's like so I don't have to always like carry that burden of like, I still got to do this and I still got to do that. And you're, you're just like panicking yeah. when it really is. You just part it out and be like, okay, if I get this done by this month, that's okay. That, that I did enough. Now, if I can do more in that month then that's fine, but you know, I got to be able to do at least that. that and that's always piece. good. If I can get more done, yep. then you get ahead of, ahead of skill just because yep. you're, I want to do these three things. You get those three things done. Yep. But if you can get the fourth one, then that takes pressure off next week. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. 
So, Dr. T, what was your childhood dream growing up? Um, <laughs> got a funny story. When I was 12, my parents said to me, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said, I'm going to be uh, a millionaire and retired at 30. That was my you goal. look good for 30, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, where was I at 30? I was divorced, bankrupt. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I made a few mistakes. Anyway, I've, well, my dad had passed away by then. Wasn't feeling oh. too good. Went home, see mum. And uh, my 30th birthday, mum says, I've got something for you. I said, oh, what's that? Mum doesn't ever buy me anything. And she hands me this envelope. So what happened when I was 12, and I said this to my parents, and they said, what makes you think you could be a millionaire and we couldn't? I said, because I'm smarter than you. This is 12. So they made me write it down. If he said, when I'm 30, I'll be retired and a millionaire. <laughs> That's what I got on my 30th birthday. Wow. And mum said to me, wow. so how close are you? <laughs> but <laughs> but that, that sparked something. That really sparked something. So people listening back earlier on, they say, yeah, I moved to Cairns and business went great. It did. But I just happened to go through an awful marriage. Just a lot of whole other stuff that just... It's life. <laughs> so, yeah, but my dream's always just been, um, this will sound like a bit of a pun being a podiatrist, but I just want to leave a footprint. My my father, like I know who my grandparents were, but I don't really know them. My dad, nicest guy in the world, came and went. When I passed away, no one will ever remember him. I, My goal in life was to leave something behind. That when I die, my kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, in 200 years' time, people will be looking back at me and remember that, oh, Tyson Franklin did this. That's why I wanted to write the book. I wanted to just leave something behind. Yeah, I know it's in the National Library in Australia. It just, I needed it to be there. So I'm not thinking in 200 years' time, people are going to look back like they look back at Benjamin Franklin, but you never know. I've still got heaps to do. So, so my dream is not yet fulfilled. I've left a bit of a footprint, but I want to leave a massive footprint. So you, I mean, you've already answered my question of what the dreams for the future look like, but if you want to go into a little more detail of like the specifics of that, you're you're more than welcome to. Yeah, I want to write more books. Yeah, I want to leave a legacy of books behind me, a pile of information that, yeah, maybe people in 50 years will read and go, wow, podcasting. They still, they used to do that back then. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be. Yeah, everything goes back to radio. Yeah. <laughs> back to radio because yeah. nostalgia will yeah. set it. <laughs> yeah, everyone's really for records, radio, yeah. black and white TV. Well, they are. Go- I mean, records are yeah. back in, in style. So, yeah, it's one of those things. I just I just want to keep making my footprint bigger. But this will sound like really obscure sort of dream. This, I said this to someone a while back. I go, my goal is to inspire somebody who is going to cure cancer. I want, I want the person who cures cancer, yeah, for all the world, that that person will be put up on a pedestal and then one day they'll say, what inspired you? And that person will say, I listened to Tyson, whether it read his book, saw him speak at an event, heard him on a podcast, just something that, and I'll never know by then. Yeah. yeah. I don't know when it's going to happen. It could be next year. Yeah. But, yeah, it could be. But like, if it happened in 50 years' time, I just, I just, it may not be, I might inspire my, child, my children who inspire somebody else that finds a cure for cancer. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I just think if you just keep putting that positive stuff out there, and you inspire the next generation, then they're going to inspire the next one. And and I think just sitting back in your own business, making your money, living your own lifestyle, nice cars, house, holidays—it's all great. It's it's you're, fun. You're, you're leaving out the headaches and the long hours. Yeah, the, you're leaving out all the fun, yeah, the real but, fun stuff. But that, that, that's all fun. But to inspire the next generation somehow is sort of like the ultimate dream and it starts with your kids yeah it's just 
you know, making sure that they end up doing something that may inspire the next person. And I, I like that my kids look at me and I know that I inspire my children. They look and they go, wow, you've done this. Now that, yeah, you can just stop work. You know, I saw my last business, I could just be sitting on the bum doing nothing. But they see that I'm still writing, I'm doing speaking, I'm doing a podcast. Events? Yeah, I do events. They, they just see that I'm not just sitting back on what I've done in the past. I'm constantly pushing forward. No, and, and uh, you know, me personally, I don't feel like I'm ever going to retire because nah. there's always going to be something that I want to pursue wanna... and push forward and, and do. So uh, so I, I, I highly respect that, and I think that that's incredible. Um, Dr. T, how can people connect with you so they can be inspired and uh, and listen to my episode of your show? <laughs> oh, yeah, they can find your episode. Uh, my website, TysonFranklin.com. Uh, they can, they, if they want to send me an email, if they have a question after this and they go, hey, I've got a, I've got a question, this didn't make any sense, uh, they can just go tf at tysonfranklin.com. Find me on Facebook, Tyson E. Franklin. Um, they're, they're, probably, they're probably LinkedIn. LinkedIn's a, a great one as well. Yeah. I really do like LinkedIn. Yeah, and, and as bu- in, in the business space, you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, LinkedIn's just, uh, it, it's like Facebook for business people. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> So I would absolutely love to have you on the show again, maybe uh, in like a year or so. Maybe, yeah, that'd be great. Maybe at the next podcast, maybe at Mid Atlantic Podcast Conference 2019. I'll uh, maybe you know, maybe I'll see you there um, and have you on and, and talk and and uh, catch up and see how everything's been going. That would be super. That would be that would be <laughs> super. Uh, before we get going, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Biggest thing is if you have any self doubt about what you're going to do. Uh, just get that out of your head and just, just do something. As long as you're doing something and you, you're keeping active, you're slowly going to be moving forward. It's just, so it's just taking some form of action. Even if you're taking the wrong action, it's better than taking no action at all. And I always say, get yourself a business coach or a business mentor. I, I can't stress enough that you can't do it all yourself and you can't rely on just getting information from friends and family because they are going to be they may be biased in their thinking. You, know, you say, will this work for me? They go, and in their head they go, well, it wouldn't work for them, so therefore it won't work for you. Whereas a business coach or mentor, someone like that, that you pay for, <laughs> will give you the right advice on what's best for you. So that's, I just can't stress that enough. No, I, I, I would agree. I mean, as, as a business consultant. And, and oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it, it, it does help. And, and even having my own, right? Like, and knowing where your deficiencies are. But that's the fun part. You just said you got your own coach. Yes. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. No, I, I have I a mean, I have a mindset coach who just keeps my head screwed on. <laughs> <laughs> well, those the, you know those creatives they can be uh, quite flighty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I, and I, it is it, it you know it helps you figure out where your your deficiencies are, and then you can get a, a coach or help in that area versus like just trying to do it all yourself. Yeah, and, and, I, and I can't wait to read your book. Oh, I I, I got to get it to you. I got to get it to. You. I I appreciate you giving me a copy of your book as well as. Um, some rum, which I will say is probably the, f- aside from the little wine bottles at, at weddings that you get, yeah. this, that is the first time anyone has ever given me alcohol oh, right. as, okay. a, as a gift because I don't drink oh. <laughs> at all. You don't drink at all? At all. No. Oh, I wouldn't expect you to know that. Like most people, I don't, most people don't know that. What's funny is I brought uh, a, a bottle also for uh, Jared. Jared, Jared oh yeah, Warner, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't either. He doesn't drink he either. He doesn't drink either. No, 
Wow. So, okay. um, yeah. I was just talking to him a lot less. Like, we've been on Facebook together and all. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, I, 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 I Which is funny. Him that so, well I bring a bottle of rum for two people that I know are going to be here, <laughs> and neither of them drink. I am on fire. <laughs> you you are but you know the i, I gotta it's so share so, it with friends i know i will i will be sharing we we have we have alcohol at the house but yeah um but it's for when mostly when people come over because like i just personally don't drink but i do it's greatly appreciated no no that's good and, I, I, and i'm sure people will appreciate like people will appreciate it when they come over when they come over and you've got say hey i've got this bottle of rum from australia yeah. Make sure you put Coke with it. Don't drink it straight. <laughs> It'll kill you. Well, yeah. <laughs> but people will drink it with, with Coke. It's one of the nicest rums you will ever drink. Really? It is. Yeah, it is just... Uh, we're, we're from Queensland. We're born and bred on that stuff. <laughs> I will... Um, I, 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 there's a couple of people that I'm looking forward to sharing it with. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Because like, some of my friends are like real big into those like specialty type yeah. stuff. Yeah, no, they'll like so, it. So, yeah. Um, so... So if you've enjoyed this episode with Dr. T and myself, uh, with, with super Dr. Tyson Franklin, I should say. Uh, sorry, it's still early. My brain is like, yeah. it's like, eh, 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 eh. And we're getting pushed along. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to push through it. Um, could you just share this episode with someone, someone that you feel would get something out of this? That, that would mean the world to me. It would mean the world to Dr. Tyson. Maybe, maybe it might help inspire. They'll, they'll tell somebody, and it'll help inspire the person that cures cancer. That would that be awesome. Is, that would be awesome. This episode has been brought to you by me and my brand-new book, Sales Won't Save Your Business. Uh, you can get it at saleswont.com. It's all about following the team, the offer, and the process to enrich your business and it looks like dave is actually dave has just right, arrived right yeah. over with breakfast Here he is. i mean that's dave's got breakfast that's right on right on did uh, you bring me fruit there. loops i know he likes these i had to catch <laughs> <laughs> can you I, not get fruit loops in i can i can but my wife doesn't like me eating them thank you so much thank you so much um so yeah you, you can get my book saleswalt.com super doctor franklin tyson Tyson, what am I talking? Oh my God, I'm I'm terrible, <laughs> Doctor Frank. Well, no, I guess that is technically Doctor Tyson, uh, Frank. Whatever. Yeah, All right. you know, you know who it's I am. Early. You recognize me in the street. Susan, yes, go check out his stuff. I'll have the links in the show notes at superjoeparter.com. Hope everyone has a great week. I have some big announcements coming very very soon, and I'm really excited. Uh, so have, have an amazing week. See you later. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Business Podcast featuring Super Joe Pardo. Get more business content at superjoepardo.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on The Business Podcast, send an email to joe at superjoepardo.com. The Business Podcast is copyrighted to 234 Solutions, LLC.